Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Well, good morning, ladies. Can you hear me okay? So, um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Suzanne Seppala, and um, I have been married to my amazing husband, Mike, for 35 years. Um, I mean, he is so good. Now you, now you have to say, how good is he? <laughs> so in our family, when you find, like the younger ones, when they find their really good man, they, they call me and say, I found my Mike Seppala. So I would just encourage you all to find your Mike Seppala. He's pretty amazing. And also, I have two great kids and the best part is I have seven grandkids. They call me Granny Susanne, which is awesome. And uh, don't, don't ask me because I will show you pictures and videos until your eyes hurt, all right? <laughs> so uh, today, the title of my message is How to Get Rich Quick. And uh, I'm going to let you think on that. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. So, God, we are just honored. God, we are honored to be in your presence today, Lord. I just thank you, God, that we get to share your word, Lord. We're going to share it with power and authority, Lord. And I just thank you that every heart here is going to be refreshed in your word, God. That they are just, uh, they're just going to have the joy of their salvation. God, I thank you for your word. Lord, just let uh, my words be your words, Lord. Thank you for the anointing, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. So how many of you know that God has a really great sense of humor, right? <laughs> so uh, at the Marriage and Family Weekend, he gave me this message, and I was thinking, well, that's funny that God would give me a message because I don't preach anywhere. I'm not going to be <laughs> preaching this, but yeah, Lord, it's a great message. Well, lo and behold, he's so much smarter than we are, isn't he? Um, so I love the title, and obviously, we're not going to learn how to get rich quick like the world gets rich quick, but we're going to get rich quick according to God's plan. But how many of you, have any of you ever been, um, I don't know, kind of roped into one of those get rich quick things of the world. I've been in a few, right? So uh, I'd like to tell you a little bit about one. So when I was in college, I went to an interview and they talked me into being a rainbow vacuum salesman. <laughs> Who knows what a rainbow vacuum is? Raise your hand. Okay, so some of you young people probably don't know. I don't even know if they're still around, but let me tell you about the rainbow vacuum. I'm going to try to sell you one right now. Um, so the rainbow vacuum had a reservoir that was water. There was not a bag. It was water. And you put these special uh, scented drops in so when you vacuumed, your house smelled good. It was like the original essential oils, right? And so the whole thing of this was when you took that vacuum and vacuumed over somebody's carpet, you know, you'd go into their house and vacuum over the carpet. And this reservoir of water was completely disgusting. It was so gross. Like, and you're, you could have the cleanest house in the world, and you would have this disgusting thing, and then you would just hope that they would just grab their checkbook out and write you a check for like $1,000, because that's how much they were. And needless to say, 
I didn't sell any rainbow vacuums, and I did not get rich quick. <laughs> I was not very good at it, even though it was really gross. But I did get very rich quick in June of 1997. And in order to get to June of 1997, I'm just going to have to tell you a little bit about me and a little bit about my story. So I grew up in a home that there, it was not religious. There was really no God. Um, my, my father and my mother both grew up in very religious homes, but my father was um, in an abusive home, and his parents were very religious. So he just decided religion was horrible and all Christians were hypocrites and so that's basically how I was raised when I was 12 years old God bless the Baptists I went to a Baptist church and I did say the prayer of salvation and that felt great and I even remember coming home and being excited and my dad said call your grandma she'll be excited and so needless to say I had no discipleship I had nothing leading me on you know so I just kind of wandered through life fast forward about I was about 30 or 31 years old and I was I was married I had two kids I lived in Colorado and I really had a pretty nice life by anybody's standard standards but I was completely lost and empty and trying you know that you've heard the saying you everyone has a god-shaped whole and when you don't fill it with God you fill it with a lot of other things right and so I was filling it with weird things I wanted something something was missing and I was searching kind of new age and uh, cultish weird kind of things you know but I, I really I wanted something and we were Mike had taken a job in Evanston Wyoming and we were going to be moving and I don't know why you guys but I prayed a prayer. I sat down in my downstairs office and I said, Lord, I would like to be a Christian, but you're going to have to send me Christian friends. Is that an odd prayer for somebody who's totally into new age and weird things? So um, I moved to Evanston, Wyoming, and the first people on my doorstep were the Mormon missionaries. I had a friend who had... Uh, converted to Mormonism that lived there and she sent them to my doorstep and I remember thinking I don't think I believe this but I don't have any idea what I believe I had no idea what I believed so I started kind of on this quest for information and I reached out to my cousin and he sent me this book and it was called how to reason with the Mormons through the scriptures or something along those lines. And so I'm reading this book and I'm like, I didn't really was, I was like, the truth of God's word is amazing because it was just full of scripture and, and, and the Bible and, and how to know the Lord and all of these things. And so pretty soon my friend who had sent the missionaries over called me and she said, uh, what did you think? do you want to join the Mormon church? And I said, well, I'm, I'm still doing my research, you know, and I'm looking into Christianity. And she said, well, the only difference between Christians and Mormons is Mormons don't believe in the Trinity and Christians do. And I said, what's the Trinity? I didn't know what the Trinity was. So then I went on another quest 
<laughs> to find out what the Trinity was. So I go down to this Christian bookstore, this lovely little lady that owned the Christian bookstore, and I said, I'm looking to find out more about the Trinity. And she said, this book talks a lot about the Trinity, and it was Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. <laughs> if you don't know who Benny Hinn is, he is a very charismatic healing minister, but this book was speaking to my soul because it was all about how Benny Hinn met the person of the Holy Spirit. And you guys, June of 1997, I went into my bedroom and I laid on my face and I said, God, if you are real, I want this. I confessed my sin. I said, I believe that Jesus is your son. And you know what? By myself in my bedroom, I shook under the power of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what that was, but I just knew that something changed in that minute. I remember just thinking, that's a line that I crossed, and I'm never, ever, ever going back. And I was, I was new that day. I knew something had happened. Would you put up John 3.16, please? I know most of you know this scripture. Probably most of you, it was the first one you memorized. And you said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him will not perish but have eternal life. And I want you never to say it like that again. I want you to look up here with me. This is the greatest, this is the greatest get rich quick plan in the whole world for God so loved the world and guess who that is every one of you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever and who is whosoever that's me that's me, that's you, it doesn't matter. It's whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Eternal life. How about that for a get-rich-quick plan, ladies? We gain heaven. Am I right? We gain heaven. The Bible says we are going to be on streets of gold. We're going to walk our cute little feet on streets of gold, and there's going to be gates that are made of pearls and a city adorned with precious jewels, and we're going to have a glorified body. Come on! No more pain. No more aches. No more pains. No more aging. No more wrinkles. No more cellulite. Woo! A glorified body. No more tears. Can you even, can you even imagine? I'm going to tell you, 
God is even better than Oprah because you get a mansion and you get a mansion and you get a mansion and we all get a mansion. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But wait, but wait, but wait, there's more. When you lay down your life, when you pick up your cross and you follow him, the riches of life in Christ, it's almost unimaginable to our natural mind. You know what the first thing that happens? And it happened to me that day when I shook under the power of the Holy Spirit in Titus 3, 4 through 6. Let's go there. The Holy Spirit of God is poured out on us. We know that the Holy Spirit is poured in us, but it says, but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Whom he poured out on us abundantly through Christ Jesus, our Savior. You know what else happens? I knew it happened to me the minute it did. We are a new creation. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, and I know these are probably familiar scriptures, but aren't they so good? They're so rich, you're never going to look at them the same again. Because that it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you were. I was not a nice person. I, was, I didn't deserve this. I didn't deserve it. But you know what? I laid on that floor and I came up a new person in Christ Jesus. It gets better and better. I get so excited. Ephesians 3, 17 through 21. And if you have been in this church for any amount of time, you know this scripture. You know it well. You know it well. You read it every day. But it says that we get a, a, the unlimited. This message is so rich. It almost, you know how when you eat a whole bunch of food, but it's so good, and you just, you almost just need to stop and like take a breath and then get ramped up to eat some more? You're going to be doing that all day. Uh, so it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of God which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. <sighs> now to him who is able to do listen ladies exceedingly abundantly 
beyond, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Are you kidding me? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. What can you think? How big can you think? Whatever you can think, God can do exceedingly, abundantly above that. Above that. Ah, so good. And you know what? I'm going to just skim over this, but this could be a, a, a whole month, a whole year of messages. But you get the gifts of the Spirit. I'll just name a few. Words of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits. A prayer language that helps you pray when you don't know how to pray. That's a whole... That's a whole year's worth of, of great stuff. I mean, come on, you guys. I may not have been able to sell a rainbow vacuum, but come on. <laughs> Woo! God's power and strength. You know, you might feel like, I'm weak. I don't have much strength. Nobody hears my voice. That's not the, what the word of God says. It says you get God's power and strength. In Psalms 46.1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. In Isaiah 40.29, it says, he gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. I'm here to tell you today, if you came in here feeling beat up, feeling weak, feeling less than enough, you're not, you're not going to walk out the same way. You're not going to walk out the same way. God's unconditional love is the next thing you get. In Romans 8, 38 through 39, it says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, <laughs> nor things, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, we're human, right? And we don't always love like we should love. And you know what? Sometimes we're not loved how we should be loved. Maybe we're not loved by the, the, the people that should love us the most. But God's love will never fail. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that's going to separate you from the love of God. Isn't that the most beautiful promise? It just keeps getting better. Well, I don't know if it's better than unconditional love of God, but it keeps getting really good here. The next thing we get in our get rich quick plan is authority authority as a believer we have the power of god's word this all belongs to us and we have the, the we we have the authority to preach it right we have authority over the enemy of our soul we have authority on this earth you know so sometimes just like you know we've been talking all day about about Martha and Mary, and you know, they were subservient. They were women. You know, a lot of times as women, we don't realize, you know, we feel like we don't have a voice or, or we can't, but we have authority. 
You know, um, authority means, listen to this, the power or right to give orders. Anyone like that? Make decisions and enforce obedience. So I want you all to think about that and think about, I'm going to start standing and walking in the authority that belongs to me. And I'm sure most of you already are doing that. We're gonna, we can do it more and more, right? <sighs> so I love this next one because this is something I never had. And this is something all the money in the world is never going to buy you. And that's peace that surpasses understanding. One of my favorite scriptures, and you all know it, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Don't you love God's word? It's so exciting. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, when I, when I was born again, people noticed peace in me. I don't know how you notice peace, but I was, they were like, uh, wow, you're different. <laughs> you're different. I had never experienced peace. That belongs to you. That belongs to you. How about mercy and grace thrown in there? Ephesians 2, 4 through 7, you know, it's talking about being dead in trespasses and sin, and then it says, but God, who is rich, 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 in what? In mercy, because of his love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made, guess where you get a sit? Guess where you get a sit? He made us alive together with Christ. Uh, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. You get light in the darkness. My life was pretty dark. My life was pretty dark. In 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, but you are a chosen generation. <laughs> it's so beautiful. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Anyone else been called out of darkness? <sighs> so good. I feel full. <laughs> this is so beautiful. But we get a comforter. We get a comforter. You know, <laughs> I'll read you this scripture. Uh, John 16, 7. I like it in the Amplified. But I tell you the truth. Okay, this is Jesus talking, right? And he says, it is to your advantage that I go away. And don't you know those poor disciples were thinking, are you kidding me? We've hung out with you. We've seen you multiply bread and fishes and loaves and w turn water into wine and walk on water. Are you kidding me? It's better that you go away. I mean, 
Don't you, aren't you like, oh, Lord, I just would like you to stay? Well, he said, for if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. What a good word. All right, I'm going to kind of brush over this too, and this is a two-year-long two message in itself. But you know what you get? You get health and you get healing. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes he took on his back. You are healed. Divine health and healing. Overwhelming, right? It's a good one. This is our Martha one here. You get no worries. <laughs> Did you know that there are 365 mentions of fear not in the word of God? Do you think God had some sort of an idea that we would worry that we would worry, you know, and that's part of life. It's part of life, and I get it, but you know what? God really doesn't want us to worry because he says, don't worry, I've got it. I, I feed the birds. I take care of them. I feed and clothe them. How much more am I going to do for you, my precious children? I'm going to say this, and this is a very harsh statement, and I hope nobody's offended, <laughs> and if you are, get over it. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I had to get it first, okay, but I heard it one time, and I'm a worrier. I'm, I'm, chief, I'm chief Martha. I'm chief worrier. I mean, I've struggled with that, and I'm working on that. God is working that in my life, but I heard one time. I'm not sure who said this. I know Rick Warren, I think, has said it, and other Like, I don't know who said it originally, but it says, worry is practical atheism. Ouch. It says, we live as if there is no God, worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. Just like our sweet little Martha, Martha, <laughs> you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, right? Um, so uh, this, you don't have, they don't have this one up here, but I'm going to share it with you because it was in my Bible. Do you have your Bible app that you read? Like I, I see their, their scripture of the day and do their little thing every day, but this today it was perfect. It was like God went, here, have this. In Psalms 56, 3, it says, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. Because, you know, God knew we would be afraid. We would be worried. We would have those issues, right? Okay, here we go. Here's the big one. The big finisher. How about joy? Romans 15, 13. I love this scripture. I have it on a plaque in my house because I just want to read it every single morning. And it says, may the God of hope, he is the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That was the other thing. When I gave my life to the Lord, I had joy. Joy, 
And if you've had joy, you know what it is. It's not what the world thinks is joy, right? I mean, the world's get-rich-quick system is totally different. How many of you are on, like, social media, and every day you see things like, read these 10 books. They're going to change your life. If you just had this much money or this car or any of these things, but you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All of the money and all of the riches of the world could never purchase what the shed blood of Jesus purchases for you and for me on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven, the minute you accept Christ, you gain all the treasures of heaven immediately. (laughs) Talk about getting rich quick. So I got to finish my story a little bit. Um, You know, you heard the story about how I went into the bookstore to get my book uh, that I read. But when I went in there, do you remember my prayer way back when? I said, God, I'd like to be a Christian, but you're going to have to bring me Christian friends. Well, when I went into the bookstore that day, I met a lovely lady. And her name was Marie. And Marie, if you're watching, hello, (laughs) because she's still one of my best friends to this day, and she was hilarious and awesome, and I just fell instantly in love with her, and she invited me to church that night. That night, she invited me to church, and I went, and I took my two little kids, and I think it was probably one of the first times I I took my kids, and it was a Wednesday night, and it was the biggest blessing of my life. You know, our church families are so important. That's where, that's where the richness of this life comes in, too, is when we connect, when we make these connections and these relationships. I had the, I had the best church family. They loved me. They, they discipled me. They helped me. This was back in the day, you know, we didn't have our cell phones with a million messages on there. We had to watch, uh, listen to tapes and, and put the tape in the VCR. And, and, and I, I just sat and watched for hours, and they just, they loved me. And, you know, you guys, I sat in church, and I don't even want to say I cried because it was like just rivers of water just flowed out of my eyes. Just flowed out of my eyes. I couldn't help it, but it was just, there's a washing that happens when you give your life to Christ. You know, in Psalm 112.3, it says this. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Here we are. We're in his house, right? So it's just such a blessing. It's such a blessing. You know, the world has a totally different idea of how we should do our life. You know, it says we should just live for yourself and do your own thing and be totally self-centered and self-focused. But, you know, Jesus came. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve and give his life a ransom for many, right? And so... That's part of this blessing, is to come into this body and to serve and to get connected. Um, in uh, Proverbs 22.4, it says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. And, you know, it takes both humility 
and the fear of the Lord to serve because humility means when you have a low view of your own life. You know, when you humbly lay down your life and ask God, where do you want me? Where can I serve? This will bring a richness into your life that I, I think no earthly thing will do. You know, there's a real blessing when you lay down your life and you pick up your cross and you follow him and you serve. And you guys, I don't, some of you are probably from different churches and, and I know you're in good bodies, but I'm going to tell you too, I love this body. I love this body. We are so blessed with amazing pastors and leaders and um, friends. I mean, you guys are my you guys are my life, you're my family, you're my sisters, you're everything to me, and I just, I want to thank you for that, but, you know, uh, the fear of the Lord, it means submitting your life to him, being in such reverence and awe of him that you only want to do his will. You know, John Bevere said, the fear of God is not being afraid of him, it is being afraid of being away from him. You know, and I would add, it is the fear of not being in his perfect place and his perfect will for your life. Um, the one thing, too, that I, that I learned quite quickly, and I want to talk about this, because even though we're not talking about getting rich in the world system, but we are not to worry about money, right? Um, God gives us a plan to prosper. He wants his people to prosper. Um, in his word, and that's through tithing and giving. And that was something, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> when I went to church for the first time, right, I'm a brand new baby Christian, and I'm sitting there, and, you know, you hear about tithing. And, you know, we always had, uh, Mike had a good job. My husband had a good job. We had a home. We had cars, but I'm telling you, we didn't have any extra money. We went from paycheck to paycheck. There was no excess, and and I uh, heard this scripture, which you all know, Malachi 3, um, 10. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing that your house can't contain it. And you know, that was, I was like, I can't, pay, I can't write that check. I can't write that check. We'll starve to death. You know, and that was hard. That was hard. I took some time and some teaching, but, you know, there's, there's blessing in that. I'm going to tell you today that there is blessing in that, and so guess what? We tried him. We tried him, and he has never disappointed, and we have never looked back, and we have never, ever stopped tithing and giving and just listening when he says, give, you go give. So that's just a blessing. That's, that's just extra. You don't have to pay any extra for that. That's just a big, a big fat blessing for you, for your wallet. Okay, and lastly, I'm going to kind of wrap up here, but um, I want to read this scripture. I'm going to actually read it in two different versions. So Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. And in Proverbs 10.22 in the Message Bible, it says, God's blessing makes life rich. Nothing we do can improve on God. So if you really want the perfect life, this is how you do it. 
In Matthew 16, 25, it says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And it goes back to this whole thing with Martha and with Mary. And I call my Martha, I call her flesh girl. Because <laughs> that's what happens to me. Because I'm going to tell you, I haven't had the perfect walk. I've been doing this now about 26 years. And I'm like this, hills, valleys, hills, valleys, hills, valleys. Martha, Mary, Martha, Mary. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's so easy. Okay, Mark 4. Everybody needs to be reading Mark 4. I'm not going to read it today. I didn't even put it on my list, I don't think, because I want to talk to you real quickly about what gets you off. Satan comes, persecution comes, the cares of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things. That's what comes and stills the word. And so this relationship with God, you know, Mary chose the best thing, and like we've heard all day long, you know, and it's easy. It's so, I'm embarrassed to say how easy it is to get distracted for me. I'm like, what, squirrel? <laughs> squirrel? Um, it's so easy to get distracted, and, and the cares of the world, the cares of the world, they just, they take us away sometimes, right? When I... When I truly just 100% focus on him. You know, Mary chose the best thing. The best thing we can choose, choose is putting everything we have into living for God. Pursuing him with everything we have. Truly loving him with all of our heart, with all our soul with all our strength, with all our mind, seeking him first in everything, every day, and in every way. This whole life on earth, to gain the true riches of life on this earth, is pursuing a relationship with our amazing dad, with our amazing father. You know, I love that God showed me the rainbow vacuum. That was me. I was the dirty, mucky, gunky gunk in the bottom of that rainbow vacuum. There's a song, I bet Joey knows it. It says, I was empty, pale, and poor without knowing you, my Lord. That was my life. Isaiah 1.18 says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. The blood of Jesus washes our sin white as snow. And we trade that mucky, gunky, dirty water for the pure water, that refreshing, my tears that flowed. I was washed white as snow. 
you know, like I said, I may not have been able to sell anyone a rainbow vacuum. <laughs> but I am telling you, you do not want to live another day without giving your life to him if you have not given your life to him. And if you already know him, give him everything. Living 100% for his riches and glory. Let's pray. God, I just thank you that your word goes forth into good ground, that we're going to be good ground for you, Lord. We will not be distracted. Lord, we thank you that you wash us white as snow. I thank you, God, that you are going to renew the joy of our salvation, that we would, if we have been down, Lord, that we are going to just be ex so excited to serve you, God, to be in your body, and we're going to serve you with our whole heart. God, we thank you for this day. I thank you for all of these ladies, and I pray that you would bless them exceedingly, abundantly, above all they can ask or think. In Jesus' name. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.